You know, this year, the calendar has set up just to be an ideal week. What do you mean? Well, we get we get Christ the King on Sunday. Christ the King on Sunday. Then we get Thanksgiving on Thursday. Which sounds good. Yes. And then Advent starts on Sunday. I, I like this sequence where Thanksgiving is between both Christ the King and Advent. Okay. Do you like, do you have a preference? Uh, I like Christ the King. I like Thanksgiving. I like Advent. But you don't care in which order you... Correct. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father, I don't care the order of things, Weber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it's not Feast of Christ the King. No, it's... It's our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And it's a solemnity. It's a solemnity. Now, let me ask you. Yeah. Are you into royalty? Uh, they, TV had like, one of those uh, recent programs. I didn't watch it, but they advertised oh, it a lot. Oh, about like the, uh, the royal family. Royal family and Princess Di. And there's been a, what um, another series called The Queen or whatever. There's a new musical on Netflix, the Diana musical. Have you, as a Broadway person, I expect you to you know. you got to be kidding. Did you know this? No, I didn't know that. I haven't watched the... Actually, I watched the beginning and okay. I turned it off. I'm going to ask you a more important question. Yeah. Who was the last king king of england we've had we've had queen no elizabeth the second for years and years and years since the she's kind of like john since, she's since like the, the john paul the second of england even more so from the 1950s <laughs> oh really that long yeah oh wow but who was the last king henry the eighth i am i am <laughs> <laughs> not quite that far back oh Ooh, ooh. George the sixth. Oh, it was on the tip of my tongue. Do you remember him? Curious George. Yeah. Not I think, Curious George. No, but he was. When I, was that? I think he went out of. All right, here comes Google. Does a king go out of power? He he maybe died or something, but around 1954. George the sixth died in 1952. 1952. I was close. <laughs> People also ask, was King George the sixth a good king? And the answer is? Among his best qualities was his capacity to adapt to his dramatically changed circumstances after 1936. I don't know what that alludes to. 1936 is when he became king. Oh. Okay. But, but was that because the other, the other guy yes. uh, resigned because he married a commoner? I have is no. that the story? Are you spreading rumors? Well, there was a, oh. <laughs> there was a... Uh, These are the days of our lives. <laughs> yeah, to marry a commoner. Uh, 1936, he was British king from 1936 to 1952. 52. That was part of your life. You were born in 47. Right? 47. Yeah. But I I did not care then, nor do I care too much now, uh, about British, British royalty. You know, I, I don't have a vested interest whatsoever. I, do, I think it's interesting. It's a very different... You know, I, I, perhaps if we, but you, you have been to London. You have been to, I've never been over there. Have you, have you visited the, have you been invited to have tea with the queen? No, she, oh, uh, she was out. She but, invited me and I said, oh, I am sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, so good. There, there's too many rules you have to follow. I, I would mess something up. Oh, to up. be, to be royal family? No, yeah. to like even visit the queen. There's like all these rules. Well, if you have tea, you have to hold your pinky up when you drink from the cup. I'm not sure. I would much, you know, people, they knock Catholicism because we have so many rules and you stand and you sit and you kneel. And I, I would much rather go to Catholic Mass than visit the Queen. I know. <laughs> There's a good chance you're going to get invited to Catholic Mass quicker than visitation to the King. <laughs> I, think queen. I think you're right. You know, um, the reason I brought that up about the King. Yeah. Because our whole country was founded on the notion. Of not. Of not having a King. Yeah. 
And so then we celebrate Feast of Christ the King. Sure. And how many of the contemporary songs that we, in fact, sing yeah. employ the word king? Sure. Now, it's not necessarily a bad term, but you always ask the question, yeah. does it really compute with our own mentality? Or then you think about uh, what's the name of the song? From Hamilton about that the king sings they'll they'll be back. Oh, da, be, da. they'll be da, back. Da, da. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. That's a fun little. Okay, so it it makes basically makes fun of a king. Right. Oh, he's so good. He's like the perfect comedic. It, it's actually the the show needed that. Yeah, you needed to breathe. Yeah. in the middle of the show. Um. So let's tell everyone because you know the image of the king. We'll just give that. We may have talked about this in previous years. Chances are because we celebrate the feast of Christ the King every year. But one of one of these little things that Father Herb and I do because I like to poke the bear sometimes. You know, this image of king is not of an earthly king that wears a crown. So generally, I like to poke Father Herb a little bit, and we sing, "Crown him with many crowns." Oh, and and little does. You know, the people out there don't know, but you yeah. know, yeah. that is my least favorite song of the entire really? church, church repertoire. Is that, that's true? I didn't know it was that bad. Well. I know you don't like it. I And I don't know why I don't like it. Uh, and it's not like I dislike the way you do it. Thank you. That's kind of you. That, uh, notice he didn't say he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, it's because it it's not even like we shouldn't give praise to Christ. Of course I like to do that. Yeah. But I would rather praise Christ as the servant king mm. or the one, you know, the gospel. It's about Jesus who dies. You know, it's it's not king in an earthly sense at all. And crown him with many crowns. How many crowns can you wear at once? Well, if you're Jesus, probably as many as you want. Yeah, well, they used to have the, the triple crown. Isn't that up for horse races? Well, that's a th- triple crown winner, but that'd oh. be winning three different races. But yeah. but the the triple crown, the tiara, mm-hmm. is basically a crown upon a crown upon a crown, like that three layers. Seems excessive. It well, is. Well, I have good news for you. We are not singing "Crown Him with Many Crowns" this week. Oh, thank you. So we'll keep you around. This is why I, I'm here. This is my charitable year. I, I in confession, Father, not this Father, told me to be more charitable. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now so you now the pri- now the priest is going to tell you to stop lying. Okay, uh, it's the Gospel of John. We've been going through the Gospel. Oh of no, Mark. we don't so even know what to do. We're leaving the Gospel of Mark behind. We this have, is a cliffhanger. We have finished the year of Mark. This is it. For those of you following along, most of you probably do know that this is the final Sunday of the church, the church calendar. calendar. And then next weekend we will start with the first Sunday of Advent, which is the first Sunday of the new calendar. And that is exciting. It is. Okay, let's let's read from the Gospel of John. I will read it this time. Okay. This takes place, by the way, during the trial before Jesus was crucified. Pilate said to Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, 
then you are a, a, a king. Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born. For this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone be who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the, the passage goes on where Pilate says, truth, what's truth? Yeah. But we stop. Right These there. are like epic movie moments. Yeah. But this is so good. Uh, are you a king? My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong, my people would be fighting for me. But hey, I don't care. It's your world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, would you have the fortitude to speak in such a um, daring way to the person who's has command over your very life? I would hope so. Would I? I don't know. Yeah. But the point for us is, yes, Jesus is a king. And yes, there is a kingdom and yes, the kingdom is not of this world. Mm. The mistake we make is therefore we assume the kingdom is heaven afterlife. But not being of this world does not necessarily mean not being while we're in this world. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom of God takes place while we're still, starts at least, while we're still on this earth. Jesus came, if you read the, read chapter four of Mark's gospel, the parable of the seeds. Mm -hmm. And he says, the kingdom of God is the, the farmer planting the seed. And then he goes home and he sleeps and the seeds start to grow. And eventually the seeds grow and they produce the ear and then the farmer comes back and harvests it. Mm -hmm. But the, the opening line to that parable is the kingdom of God is like the farmer who plants the seed. Mm -hmm. So Jesus plants the seed of the kingdom on earth. It's not of the earth, but it's growing here. Yeah. We are called to live in the kingdom and we don't have to wait till death. We are called to live in the kingdom while we're also on this earth. In a sense, we have two citizenships. We have responsibility to this world and we have to work to make the world better, mm -hmm. but we also live for something beyond this world. And that has really been challenging for Christians through the years because some Christians become separatists. They just live for God and kind of ignore the world. Mm. Others try to put God over the world, and that happened in the med medieval days when uh, Christian, uh, especially Catholic, control of society and control of the political scene. Yeah. But I, I think in this, in this very gospel, the integrate, the integration of the two is evident because Jesus says, and this struck me when you said it for this, I was born and for this, I came into the world. So he himself is the, the mediator between the two, right? Yes. And that's well said. I came into the world. He actually became flesh. He became a human yeah. to bring the kingdom into this world. And because of because of his entrance into the world, his very presence, the world will is forever changed. 
uh-huh. that's where the seeds were planted. And the seeds are growing. It reminds me, we've talked about it before, that you know we talk about as you are offering the gifts, the drop of water. You into, put the drop of the water into the wine. Yeah. By the mystery of this water and wine, mm-hmm. may we come to share in the divinity of Christ mm-hmm. who humbled himself to share in our humanity. So once you put the water into the wine, you cannot take the water back out of that wine. It's there. It's there. It becomes part of it. Forever. Jesus' divinity has entered humanity. It's not like he was just human on the outside and divine on the middle, on the inside. No, (laughs) he was was completely human, completely divine. Right. And furthermore, we are called into the divinity, which is so cool if you stop to think about it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which we we enter. Now think about at the other end of, of the liturgy of the Eucharist. We enter into the divinity divinity when we receive him, right? He enters yes. into us. Well, I like the song that you sing, Consume us, O Lord. Oh, yeah. Consume me completely. Consume me completely. I am yours. Uh, Pope Benedict, and I think he was quoting probably St. Augustine, but Pope Benedict wrote in one of his books, anything else we eat becomes part of us. But when we receive the Eucharist, we become part of what we receive. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that, isn't that, again, that's very, very powerful. Yeah. Uh, we, we create a dualism when it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, there's God, there's us, and we're called into a unity. Well, I, I think you said it well earlier, too, that in, in some Christian circles, it's like we're constantly waiting Right, we're waiting for something to happen. But I think in the Catholic faith, we realize greater things are going to happen, but it's already happening around us. Right, we're already entering into the to the mystery of it. It's an already uh, one one of the theologians, Oscar Kuhlman, C U L L M A N. He said, "We are in the period of the the already not yet." <laughs> we'll make a T-shirt. Already not yet. Actually, that would be a good T-shirt. We're already present, but not yet fully. Yeah. Already not yet. All right. I'll I'll call the t-shirt company, see if we can, <laughs> get, we can get one way. So back to that line, for this I was born, and for this I came into the world, again, is helping us, is foretelling just a little bit of about the next four weeks in and into the Christmas season as the mystery continues to unfold in the liturgical year. And just to make it even more exciting. Wait. The, no, that's yes. not possible. It's like oh, okay. one one of those late night commercials, those infomercials. But and wait, wait, there's more. Right. Okay. Not only is this leading us to celebrate the birth of Jesus, mm-hmm. but the first Sunday of Advent always goes back or always projects ahead to the second coming of Jesus. Right. Like the I said the already not yet. This is the the not yet happening. Mm-hmm. So we start Advent by saying there's another coming of Jesus at the end of time. So mm-hmm. be ready for that. But then on the second Sunday of Advent is when we start talking about uh, the historic coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all circular. We talk about Jesus who has come, Jesus who will come, Jesus who is present. And it, it's not like we're play acting and saying, oh, we don't know this. No, we know the mystery. Sure. I mean, we don't understand it, but we know that it's unfolding in our presence. Sure. And so we don't want to lose track of it. Well, I think you said it well, too, that throughout 
the whole liturgical year, we celebrate every every Sunday we celebrate Easter, even when Christmas happens to be on a Sunday, we're still celebrating Easter. On, on the Feast of All Souls, I was talking about how celebrating Mass is the ultimate way to remember the dead. Mm-hmm. Because every Mass looks at Jesus' death and resurrection. That's present in every Mass. Mm-hmm. And so is the whole sense of what we call the communion of saints, where we are one with the Lord, and Jesus as Lord is one with those who have passed, Therefore, we are connected with them through the Lord. Mm -hmm. But it's the Mass, which is the death and resurrection of Jesus, and the communion where he shares himself with us, the Last Supper, Mm -hmm. that pulls it all together. So the fact that we only celebrate Holy Week one week a year does not mean that's the only time we care about it. The Holy Week is the mystery for all year round. Well, I think of it, it's like, I don't... (laughs) This is going to sound silly, but... I don't just love my kid on their birthday or I don't just celebrate them on their birthday. I remember what a great day their birthday is and you better believe they don't let me forget when their birthday is or six months out. Um, do they still do the thing, you know, uh, I'm, I'm six, but I'm almost seven or going on seven? Well, it's the, the half birthday is very important still when you're six and a half. Okay. That, that half birthday is a big deal. But your your point is, yeah, okay, so we have a special time when we really... A call to mind, and maybe you even tell the story like, oh yeah, you were born at two in the morning sure. and I was so tired. I, I wanted to go to bed, but I was so excited and all that. <laughs> or yeah, you, you do that and you relive it and maybe you show pictures of when they were babies. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. You love them year round. Right. Or, you know, maybe your wedding anniversary. I don't love just my wife on our wedding anniversary. It's not a one day a year type of relationship. It's an all year, all every day of the year type. And, of relationship. And she's listening, isn't she? Yes, I. Well, I think so. I don't know. Maybe not right at this very moment because okay. we're recording it. You know, I wanted to ask you another question too. Do you, before I do that though, do you have anything else on kings you would like to bring up for this solemnity? I, I love to be crowned a king when I play checkers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been playing some checkers at our house. The do, girls do, like. Checkers. Do they say king me or crown me? We say king me. King me. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah king me. King I, me. I had to remember. It's been a long time since I played checkers. Um, okay, so here's my question. I was thinking about, you know, end of liturgical year going into n- new liturgical year. And when we do that in the secular society, obviously New Year's, we always have, you know, we have memories of the new year. Uh, and we look back at all the things that have happened. And then we make New Year's resolutions. So I thought it might be fun if we look back on the year of Mark. What was a highlight for you in this liturgical year uh, as we look back over all of the the stories and scripture readings that we have gone through? If I had known you were going to ask this, I would have taken the time to to look through my calendar of the past year. But definitely I was excited this year that we could celebrate Holy Week during Holy Week. Mm. If you remember in 2000, yeah, 2020, uh, we did not celebrate Easter or the Easter Vigil. I, we did it with nobody in church, right? But we did not celebrate with the RCIA till June. I so this that. year it was very exciting that we could do things at the appropriate time. I would also say there were ups and downs. There were the times when we opened some of the pews up in church so that more people could come. 
But then as the Delta variant came in, and especially early this fall when more people were sick, the attendance actually started going down again. Right. It's now coming back up again. Yeah. And I would say just as recently as the first week of November, the excitement of seeing families back in church with kids. Right. Uh, the power of, I think sometimes we take it for granted uh, that we have a young parish. Uh, outsiders always remind me when they come here, they say, oh, we love the youth and vitality. Now, yeah. during, somebody during, just said that to us t today. Oh, yeah. I just love seeing the children at mass. Yeah. And unfortunately, many of those families were the ones who were most reluctant to come back because kids were not vaccinated or maybe the struggle of trying to keep their kids safe all week long in the schools yeah. just wore them out. And for Sunday, it was like they almost didn't know if they could go again. Yeah, uh, I think we're kind of getting past that right now, finally. And I'm praying that Christmas, I've been thinking a lot about Christmas this year. I'm praying that Christmas will be uh, different from, last year we did what we had to do. <laughs> Which was very little. Well, basically, <laughs> we we ran a good celebration online. We right. we had people at church, but not many. Yeah. But I think a lot of people were able to celebrate from afar. We three kings of King Orient are, are they were pirates. Are <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also we will not sing "Crown Him with Many Crowns" on Christmas either. No, no, just no. just to, I'm I'm just letting you and know. And you know, I don't let you sing "We Three Kings" for Epiphany either. You know, you don't make many rules, but I I learned about 16 years ago that was that was. I, I have know. very few rules, and I don't the only I don't overrule your songs most of the time. Really, ever? You might make mild suggestions of, "Hey, I'd like to hear this one again sometime yeah. soon." All right, friends. Hey, it has been a wonderful year celebrating Mark with you. We hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. And we will be with you for the first Sunday of Advent. And we will sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Eventually. Not yet. All right, okay. see ya. Bye.